Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having you on a program. Diana Furcott Roth, uh, she is a fellow at the uh, Heritage Foundation. She has worked as uh, she's an economist, economics professor, uh, senior staff for the White House, uh, senior staff for government uh, agencies as well, um, on the cabinet uh, at, at cabinet members' uh, offices. I mean, you had a very rich experience uh, when it comes to all things public policy. Diana, we love having you on the program. I uh, saw you this week uh, at uh, CNBC and CNBC that was quoting you. And uh, I wish they had quoted more of you, but but he did give you a very give a very poignant and I think powerful uh, quote, which says you would like to see government get out of the student loan business. And I I think that's an interesting conversation. All of the conversation right now about student debt is about bailouts, about undermining moral hazard. For those not familiar with moral hazard, is is making bad decisions because you have the comfort of knowing that someone's going to bail you out. That's exactly what's happening with the student debt debate. Uh, no questions or conversations about how uh, education, the cost of higher education, exploded over the last several decades at a rate faster than anything except for maybe housing. And again, uh, you know, to that, you can see a government role uh, where the government Obviously, because of the fact that it makes getting loans so easy, and you have young people who just want to think short-sighted and get things done, themselves incredibly indebted. And so, in a way, uh, the government's loan programs themselves are part of a scam or a scheme against uh, young people. So, there's a lot there. I don't know if we can mock all of that, but that was my initial thoughts when I uh, saw your thoughts see all the time. I get so frustrated at the so-called debate around student loan and government's role. Uh, Well, first of all, I want to say that the idea uh, that it's equitable to write off people's student loan debt is really incorrect because many people have not had the benefit of going to college and it's their tax money that's going to be used for writing off this debt. And it's really amazing that President Biden can put an extra expenditure of over $400 billion on the country without any congressional approval, Kevin. And if he's allowed to get away with this, there's no knowing what other expenditures he would be able to put on without congressional approval. We have a system of checks and balances for a reason. That's so that Congress cannot decide to spend money without the president's approval. The president cannot decide to spend money without congressional approval. Tax and spending bills have to start in Congress. So we have uh, uh, huge deficits, huge national debt already. The president should not be allowed to unilaterally uh, add to it. Absolutely. And by the way, you know, people hear that all the time, that this is a, the first springs is the House responsibility, the Congress responsibility, particularly in the House when it comes to race revenue. It's so simple and it's so clearly written in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. Don't be fooled. You don't have to be a legal scholar. Just read Article 1, Section 8. And you can clearly see this is the kind of thing that Congress was desi- designed to do. 
not the executive branch. It's like an autocracy. And, you know, at what point, Diana, does it become, oh, well, it's terrible. We did all this for, for middle-class and upper-middle-class uh, kids who got to go to college. Now it's time to get massive subsidies for those who uh, felt they couldn't afford to go and didn't want to act at that. So, you know, <laughs> because they had to make tougher decisions or chose to make those. I mean, there's no end to this. Plus, it means that the people who did either save for college and pay for it out of pocket or those who paid off their student loans now look like fools because they did not uh, do, uh, because they, you know, didn't borrow against the system. So now they are worse off. So we're making people who saved for college worse off, uh, people who paid off their student loans worse off, vis-a-vis -vis people who are just having their debt excused by the federal government. So we're not yeah. rewarding thrift, and it should be the opposite. We should reward thrift. We should reward savings. We should reward good behavior instead of punishing it. That's another point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think, you know, the, the thing that's most interesting about this is that you and I can go back and back and forth with other reasons why this is a horrible idea. And what's interesting is I think we're probably only scratching the surface. Uh, I think there's a, exactly. so many other unintended consequences that are going to come from this that we only know until after we do it, which is all the more reason not to do it. Right, right. Now, to get to the quote uh, in the CNBC story uh, that the government should get out of the student loan business, the problem with the federal government's student loans is that they are given to anyone for any subject. So if you want to get a mortgage on a house, for example, a bank evaluates how much you earn, whether you are capable of paying back the loan. And in fact, the bank is not allowed to give you the loan if it thinks you are not capable of paying it back. But when it comes to college, the federal student loan program means that anyone can get a loan for no matter how much money, irrespective of their academic background in high school and irrespective of what they are majoring. So say you have someone who is a C student uh, who wants to major in a subject that has very low earnings potential. Uh, let's say art history, for example, then that they can go to a student loan association. They can go to a bank. They can get loans of, uh, you know, fifty thousand dollars a year, fifty thousand times four. That's two hundred thousand if they go to a four-year private college, uh, and then they can graduate and not be able to pay it back. Or if they drop out in year three they would owe 150000 and then they wouldn't even have the degree, and then they'd be on the hook for paying back 150000 in student loans. In other words, you can borrow a massive amount of money without any guarantee that you can pay it back. Now, if it were a private bank, if the student loans were private, then the bank would evaluate you just as they would evaluate your capability to pay back, say, an auto loan, pay back a credit card bill, pay back your mortgage. But it's not like that. It would, you would be doing students a favor by having an evaluation process. So, for example, a student loan officer might go to you and say, uh, well, it looks like uh, your grades in high school were not that great. Why don't you go to community college? Uh, that would cost $5,000 a year and get a degree 
in one of the high return healthcare prof uh, professions, such as physical therapy, uh, nursing assistant, those jobs pay $40,000, $45,000 a year when you graduate and you incur very little debt. And that would set you on a good income path. But it's not like they don't mm -hmm. offer alternatives. They just pay whatever you, you know, they just lend you whatever money you want for whatever major you want. Yeah, that's because of distortions created by the government. Even the government gives the sense to financial institutions that they're going to cover it. They'll worry about it. I guess that may be one of the upsides. <laughs> they just cancel the debt, and they don't properly pay back those who uh, cover that debt. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think you make a good point. And if you're going to, you know, be in this, I, I, I have done it all the time. You know, where should I be doing career-wise, and, and so often I hear about, you know, I want the whole college experience. Well, college experience is a six-digit one uh, often uh, easily, in fact, a six-digit experience. I mean, there's ways of getting a degree, just like you talked about, getting half. And, oh, I want to do some uh, liberal arts degree where I literally can't make any money until I'm at a Ph.D. level. And it'll take decades to pay it off. Well, okay, it sounds more like a nightmare than a fantasy, but, you know, why should that be someone else's responsibility? But I'm also saying, what do you think about health care? Because that's one thing we're going to need more and more. In six months, you can uh, actually uh, forget about uh, nurses' assistants, which there's nothing wrong with that. But six months now, they got to set up where you can be an LVN or an LPN, depending on the state. In a year, you can be a some actual registered nurse and come back and, you know, go ahead and part-time while working as a nurse, uh, get your bachelor's in science in nursing. You know, and then you're making real money. You're making 60 to 80 K in, uh, in no time. And uh, then you got the whole nurse practitioner route, which frankly makes more with the current environment towards medical doctors than a medical doctor degree. There's so many options, so many affordable options that actually makes sense. And this is where you get a government that is totally about other people's money and creates distortions and looks at these as props and the chow on, that is the special interest, rather than the interest of the actual uh, student. Uh, right, exactly, yes. Yes, no, I think that uh, there are many, many avenues for people who did not do well in high school, for them to achieve high-earning careers. And most of them involve going to community college, getting an associate degree or qualification in something like uh, computer coding, one of the health-related professions, or other high-earnings professions. We know what those professions are. We know that it's not difficult to get that qualification. We know that it's not expensive to get that qualification. We don't want to, however, yeah. Uh, suggest that these individuals who didn't perform well in high school incur large amounts of debt and go to a four-year college where they might not graduate and they are left with the debt to pay off. But the student loan program allows them to do this, and it should not allow them to do this. It's abuse of these young people. It's setting them on the wrong track from day one, and uh, the program should be substantially revamped to avoid this. Yeah, absolutely. Diana Furcott, excuse me, Diana Furcott Ross, 
She is a regular on this program. We love having her on the program. You can learn more about her at hers.org. Diana, last thoughts go to you as we wrap it up. Well, I think everybody now realizes that this is a great problem, that young people are saddled with huge amounts of debt at a young age. Uh, On the other hand, uh, for President Biden to say that he's just going to wipe $450 billion uh, off uh, people's debt and incur an extra $450 billion of expenditures paid by people who have not had the advantages of going to college, this is not the right way to go. And we need to dramatically rethink what we are doing in terms of student loans. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm losing my voice all of a sudden. Everything from moral hazard, learning common sense. This is very analogous to people, uh, young people getting their credit cards sent to them and thinking it's free money. It's very analogous to that, and that's disastrous too. We know that for for credit cards, but why not with uh, education? I think we're beginning to see. Thank you so much as always for being with us. I am Kevin Price, and this is The Price of Business.